if you're like me, you've dreamt of becoming an accomplished musician and the satisfaction it can bring you. But there's hidden traps in the path to creating a musician's dream sound placed by ill-informed tutors and some online and real-world educators. We are forced to answer hard questions like how to grow as amateur musicians using time learning our craft intelligently, or how to achieve pristine musical sound quality without sacrificing wasted dollars. Finally, those questions and more can be answered after 20 years of research, trial and error. Follow this podcast while I expose missing pieces of the musical puzzle to take you from hours of musical frustration to feeling the excitement of musical excellence. You can join the journey on musicsecretsexposed.com I'm your host, Sylvia, and you're listening to the Music Secrets Exposed podcast. Hey, hope you're doing good. As I record this podcast, it is May of 2021. In episodes about number 49 through 54, I looked at unusual instruments, unusual world instruments, in fact, that many of us in Western locations don't know very much about, but we have heard their sounds in folk music or traditional styles of music from time to time. If we have been lucky enough maybe to travel to some of the locations where some of these instruments come from, such as the zither in Europe and the hammered dulcimer. The hang drum is another instrument that's used all over the Western world and beyond. The lap harp, the lyre, very old instruments, very old string instruments. The lyre was mentioned even in Bible times. The quena flute from places like Peru and the marimba from Africa. Now, today I want to focus on an instrument which I didn't cover in that series and it really deserves to be listened to first. Let's take a listen. sure you've heard this instrument at some point in your life. It's called a sitar and mostly you will hear it in Indian music. It is very old style instrument. It's a, it's a string instrument. In many ways it reflects some of the guitar components that we're used to seeing over here in the West. It's got a small wooden uh, sound part to it which is held in front of your abdomen as you play it. And then it's got this long arm with tuning pegs in it. Now, when you go over to my blog there at blog.musicsecretsexposed.com, you will see the instrument for yourself, what it looks like. 
when the player is using this instrument, they mostly pluck it or sometimes they catch the string and they kind of pull it in a different way to give it this like twangy sound, this rolling, twirly, twangy sound. Very, very Indian in, in its style. The instrument was created in medieval India. It was invented then and it flourished and came to light very much in the 16th and 17th centuries. So you will hear it in a lot of classical Indian music for that reason. In the 1960s through 70s, perhaps into the 80s, a little into the 80s, this instrument was included in Western popular music in the music of bands such as the Beatles, the Doors and the Rolling Stones. This is a great example of how an instrument's use was encouraged into Western society as a result of social change. Following the tough era of World War II into the 1950s, there was this new movement called the Flower Power 60s, where if you haven't learned about it in the past, to put it very briefly, it was a fight for freedom. And typically what you would see when you look at photographs of the Flower Power 60s is, if we just look at America as an example, you had young people who just wanted freedom from all the restrictions that had been there since before the world wars and into the 1950s and it was like this fight for freedom they wanted to express themselves freely freely they wanted to move themselves away from the square box of religions of that day they just wanted freedom but alongside that came a lot of experimentation whether you look at the drug culture the alcoholism that came along with that unfortunately and as part of that whole flower power 60s, there was this move in towards Eastern styles of spirituality, which meant this new awareness of meditation, meaning that meditation was a way of living. And there are films documenting that period of time in America where you see groups of people moving into places in rural parts of America, creating these communes. And it was all about trying to go to a higher level of consciousness and this instrument was one of the instruments that came into that style of living very much. During those years a lot of people who found the money to travel would very often have gone to India to meet yogis and experience all this new form of spirituality. And this instrument, of course, is part of that whole culture. And I imagine that's why the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and the Doors all introduced this instrument for a brief time into their music. It looks like a very complicated instrument to play. I'm looking at the picture of it here as I'm speaking to you on this podcast. And I'm looking at loads of tunings and I'm looking at a long arm to be, you know, mastered by the musician. I think it's a very unique and very different instrument. And it really is full of character and heritage and ancestry when we look at how long it's been in existence. The sitar is one of those instruments I would love to touch and feel as it seems to be such a tactile instrument, much like a guitar, but very, very different sounding. Even to look at people playing this instrument, it seems to have that meditative quality and no wonder it's used in a lot of music for meditation purposes.
If you go over to my blog there at blog.musicsecretsexposed.com, you will have an opportunity to see the instrument, to see the detail of the instrument, but also to hear some wonderful videos of musicians playing it. Also, I want to bring to your attention that I'm sponsoring a competition and it's ongoing at the moment. Closing date for entries is the end of August. Check out musicalchangemakers.com. It's all linked from my blog and you will have the opportunity to submit some of your amazing music, which I would love to hear. Um, all the rules, all the details about the competition are at that domain. I will link it in this blog, uh, podcast description here. It will be linked to my blog as well. And it is a huge opportunity for you as a musician to bring your music to the world. This podcast is here for you as a musician and to give you the opportunity to bring your wonderful skill to the world. And I'm here to help you to do that. Now, the competition that I'm sponsoring again is over at, the, at www.musicalchangemakers.com. I urge you to go over there and try and get your entry in before the end of August. Winners will be announced in September. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow.